Kia ora. So you're listening to Fit Chats with Nats. I'm your host or your conversation starter, Nats Levy. I'm six foot two. I love fitness. I love health. And most of all, I love a sustainable lifestyle. Let's chat. So when are you going to have a baby? In a list of questions I am commonly asked, I guarantee you that one in the title above is asked of me at least once a week, sometimes twice, which is fair enough. I am a 38-year-old and I have been happily married to the same man for almost 11 years now, who has been in my life in some way for at least 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. Here are the top three questions I am asked weekly. One, how tall are you? Two, do you play netball? And three, When are you going to start a family? They cycle. One week, one will be top of the list. Another week, another question will take precedence. Today, I got asked, yet again, if I was expecting. It has been asked more commonly than not, given that New Zealand and the world are in rapture over the firstborn baby of our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. It is such a double-edged sword of a question for me. A. One edge of the sword is my deepest wish is to have a family. Not just a family, but a tribe of children. I never grew up playing families. In fact, I was Barbie. I was a rock star. I was an independent, red Ferrari driving Glamazonian who sometimes went on dates with Ken, who was always, to be honest, a bit boring for Barbie. They never married. But that all changed. I met my husband, Flupo. I long to have my husband's babies, but life for us has just not worked out that way. And our story, I'm realizing, is not an uncommon one. The more I delved in fertility and the percentages around conceiving, the more I realized you are bloody lucky to fall pregnant. And it is indeed a miracle. I always assumed it was a given for me, looking at the incredibly fertile immediate family I come from. My mum birthed five of us and we are not small. God bless her. My sisters and my cousins have all started their own family successfully. These facts, combined with all the drama at high school around teen pregnancy and the advertising of prevention methods, sexy at anyone? Always awkward. I think I honestly thought I could just look at a penis and conceive. Alas, I have not. The other edge of the sword, you know, being double, so the other edge of it is that, B, I have a very, very, very sensitive stress pop. My stress pot is the baby of my body. This was something that physically never existed before I drove my body so hard that my hormones just shut down. I can see pictures of times gone by where I was not so kind to my body or believed in the best of it and I just can't believe I used to have a rock solid four pack with no effort. What changed? How did I go from rock solid four pack to carrying a stress pot? if I even hold my breath remotely. I was really unkind to myself by lifestyle choices. I forced my body into a flight or fight state all the time. It is what I was doing, fighting, fighting, fighting. I have been quite unwell and I've worked really hard on taking my experience of being unwell to serve others, that old silver lining. But sometimes, moments like today where I'm asked that question yet again, when is my baby due? It is so hard. It is so hard to be accepting. It is so hard because I wish so much that I was pregnant and I'm not. I'm not at all. 
I had one condition of what was called female athlete triad and I still have it. I have to be very careful around it. It's that old thing, once you get it once, you've got to be extra careful that you don't get it back because you're twice as sensitive to it. So I've developed such a sensitive puku, which is belly and moldy, that too stressful a week or too much hit training or eating the wrong thing means that old pregnancy nugget becomes the question of the day again. The positive, there's always a positive, and I'm a positive person. I try to always look to the light and stay out of the dark side is that I now know my body so well that I treat it as a temple. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have cravings. I sometimes do a little bit too much when I'm really into something. But I do treat my body with absolute respect. Now, nowhere near the solid four-pack that I once was, but now I can look at it kindly and appreciate all that it does for me. Too much cortisol, I get a bloated hard tummy. Not enough water, I get a big stress pot. Shallow breathing, lower abs protrusion. I just got so sick of people telling me to brace my core and do abs at one stage of my training. It made me just want to cry. I'm a fitness professional. I know what I'm doing. And trust me, I was trying. During one filming of a workout, which is internationally released, I was so paranoid about the glances of my stomach and the overall attitude to my having gained weight. I thought about wearing an industry-grade corset to conceal it, and I know that they are all the rage at the moment, that and that fat-burning tummy and the hot creams that you put on underneath, but oh, I just don't want to live my life that way. I was so worried that the outfit I would wear would show my pot in full glory. And that kind of brings me to two questions. Why was I worried? So if my pot's there, it's there. I was a stressed individual. I'm a healing individual. But still, yeah, I'm so concerned aesthetically. I just try and get over that hurdle. But I, I'm in an industry where aesthetics counts. The better you look, the more smart, the more knowledgeable you seem to be as a trainer. And in this all about me concern over my body's shortcomings, I failed to realize how well my body was moving or celebrate how connected and seamless my coaching had become, how well I was teaching the people that were in front of me. I was so caught up in my head. In that moment, I felt like a fitness fraud based on my appearance. And what I should have been feeling is like a fitness queen. That moment, it passed. But I'll never get that time back. I'll never be able to celebrate that moment and see how well and feel in that moment how awesome I was doing. There will always be a regret of mine, letting the judgment of others control and power how I saw myself and how I enjoy my life. In case you're wondering, I didn't wear it, the industry-grade corset. I just couldn't breathe. But I definitely tried it. I definitely consider it. And I was contemplative, almost to the point of taking action and, and wearing and doning the steel. I figured that it would be a bad look if I passed out mid-coaching point from lack of breath because that's how I felt. And I'm sure that's how people, well, women in particular, days gone by felt. I couldn't breathe. Inside so squished that you can't take a whole breath. Now, there's always a silver lining, as I've said, to every different story, but it's only when I investigated my own gut health and implemented my training and lifestyle philosophy from Nat's Levy Challenge, NLC, that my stress pot improved. And it's not, not saying that it's gone away, not at all. It's just that I'm more aware of it. I coach my challenge participants through the players of restoration movement and nourishment. And these players are what we use and we weave to create a sustainable lifestyle. A sustainable and maintainable lifestyle for true health that is indeed unique to that person. Where they can still achieve their goals 
but they're not taxing their body, running their body so hard that they might end up in a state of a big stress pot like I. Each human has always had a different area in their life they may need to work on more than others. There's different aspects of our life which demand attention. I try and identify this as a coach and make them, well, make them, that's quite harsh, encourage them to take positive changes for their best health and results. And it works, both for the team and for me. Having someone else to focus and take care of has allowed me and my head to just forget for a moment about my yearning to have a family. I feel like I'm nurturing my children and my children are my participants. Every now and then my clever body remembers though those stressful moments. It's like an elephant, an elephant mind that never forgets. At any hint of a challenging time, physically or mentally, boom, ballooning time of the tummy and the old question comes back. So, are you pregnant? Wow. For a first podcast, it's pretty deep. Revealing to you some of my biggest dreams, goals and desires and concerns about my whole body. And I'm a female in an industry where looking a certain way means you're successful. Looking a certain way is part of the identity as how good you are as a trainer. I can't believe that I've touched on all of this. Female identity, self-esteem, personal goals and fears and what it means to be seen in an industry of professionals of fitness. But if it helps you, if I can help you get in touch. Nat's Levy Challenge could be for you and even if it's not, send me an email. Let me know what you think about this or if you'd like to chat about some health. Fit chats with Nat's. I'm always open for a great conversation. Farfetai lover. Kia ora. So you're listening to Fit Chats with Nat's. I'm your host, or your conversation starter, Nats Levy. I'm six foot two, I love fitness, I love health, and most of all, I love a sustainable lifestyle. Let's chat.